So I don't know if you're following the story on what's going on in Panama Canal, but it's very problematic. 40% of the stuff that you and I buy comes through the Panama Canal and due to the drought that they're having over there, ships are waiting. Just in July was taking five and a half days to six and a half days for ships to transit through, whether it's the northbound or the southbound transit. That five and a half to six and a half days is now 18 to 21 days. And you and I are buying this stuff. So a lot of ships have to go all the way around. Big problem. A couple years ago, if you remember what happened to Suez Canal, that's a great case study to see how bad it's going to be here we're going to take a deep dive on what's going on with the panama canal and how it can affect you okay so if you get value out of this video give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel let's get right into it let me give you some facts here on what we're looking at number one i told you 40 percent of containers that come to us travel through the panama canal six percent of all global trade goes through the canal and panama canal is the busiest canal in the world handling over 14,000 ships per year by the way if you've never been there i've been there before it's an incredible experience seeing how ships are elevated water is used to elevate ships or lower ships that's the whole concept of the canal it's unbelievable what it does and how important it is to us specifically you and i when we're buying stuff the canal is expected to reach capacity by 2030 and the expansion of the canal which they're talking about is expected to cost 5.25 billion dollars and take five years to complete the panama canal is the busiest canal in the world handling over 14,000 ships here which is roughly 40 ships a day and this past July, the number of ships allowed to pass per day was lowered from 40 a day, give or take, to 28 to 32 a day. So now, wh what does this mean? If you look at this map here, you'll notice there's two ways for ships to come through from New York to California. So if you look at it, the short way is New York, ship comes down, goes through the Panama Canal, and goes straight to L.A. If the canal is problematic, these ships have to go all the way south all the way south and then come up to LA, California. And let's look at what that really costs, how long it takes, what's the problem with that? Here's what it looks like. With the Panama Canal, it's only 4,970 nautical miles. Without it, it's 12,350. With the canal, it's only 10 to 14 days to go from New York to California. Without it, it's 30 to 35 days. With it, it's only $262,000, roughly fuel cost. Without it, it's $705,000. With it, it's calm conditions. Without it, gets violent at the bottom when they're going through. So obviously, when you look at that number, it's kind of like, imagine you're trying to go home and the main freeway is closed. Okay, where typically you're going home, it takes you 20 minutes to go there. And let's just say five miles and it costs you 10 bucks for gas prices. Now, if the freeway's closed, you have to go all the way this way, go all the way around. How many more miles is it? How much more time is it? How much more gas are you going to spend? That's exactly what's going on here. But here they're bringing goods through canal. Now watch what happens if they're going from China, Shanghai to New York. Here's what it looks like with the canal as well as without the canal. With it, it's roughly 12,000 miles. Without it, it's roughly 19,000 miles. With it, it takes 22 to 25 days. Without it, it takes 35 to 40 days. With it, it's only $600,000 of fuel cost. Without it, it's roughly 900000 Again, conditions calm with it, violent without it. So obviously, it doesn't take a match genius to say, I, I would much rather go through Panama Canal because it's going to be the most effective way. Now, to understand the importance of Panama Canal, how political of a project this was, how many people's lives and businesses' lives had changed, we have to go back and study the history of the Panama Canal. Here's what we learned. The idea of a canal across the Isthmus of Panama was proposed in the early 16th century. However, it wasn't until 1880 that a French company began construction on a canal and the project was abandoned due to engineering challenges 
challenge of financial problems. In 1904, the U.S. took over the project and completed it in 10 years in 1914. The canal was a major engineering feat and it revolutionized global trade. The canal was also a major strategic asset for the United States during World War II. It allowed the U.S. to rapidly deploy ships and troops between the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans. In 1977, the U.S. and Panama signed the Torrijos-Carter Treaties, which transferred control of the canal to Panama in 1999. Now, you and I were just watching this video or living our lives. We, we don't know what it took to build a canal. We just kind of sit there and say, what's the big deal? It's just a canal. It's not like it's that complicated of a project. Do you know how many people died building a canal? 22,000 people died during the French construction efforts, and an additional 5,609 people died during the American construction for a total of 27,609 people died building the Panama Canal. So you may ask, what did they die from? Well, one, the explosive to, for the way you have to do to build a canal, it's not the easiest thing to do. They died from mosquitoes, they died from malaria, they died from black vomit, internal bleeding, back pain, extreme thirst, a lot of different things. This was not the safest conditions for these guys to build what they build. We benefit from it on the backs of 27,000 people that died building the Panama Canal. In other words, they did the impossible. We're the beneficiaries of their efforts. Pretty wild when you think about it, but how does the Panama Canal work? So the Panama Canal allows ships to transit between Atlantic and Pacific Ocean without having to navigate the violent waters around the southern tip of South America. So one of the coolest things is well, while you're there, they have a nice hotel, the Hard Rock Cafe. They have a Hard Rock Hotel there right next to Roberto Duran's restaurant. And they'll say, hey, it's the only place in the world where you can go have breakfast at the Atlantic and have lunch at the Pacific. That's kind of what you get to do. And it's what a lot of people do when they go there for vacation. So now the lock system, the canal uses a system of locks, large chambers that can be filled or emptied of water. When a ship enters a lock, water is either pumped in to raise the ship or let out to lower the ship, enabling it to transit from sea level up to the level of Gatton Lake, an artificial lake created for the canal, and then back down to sea level on the other side. So each vessel that passes through uses roughly 51 million gallons of water from the lake. So if you look at this chart here to the left, you'll see the Atlantic Ocean. To the right, you'll see the Pacific Ocean. Then you have the Miraflores Lake. It's elevating the ship to Gatton Lake and then decreasing, lowering the ship to go to the Atlantic Ocean. The entire transit through the canal takes roughly 8 to 10 hours, depending on various factors. Again, pretty intense for what these guys have built. Absolutely insane for engineers to have built something like this. Number two. Time and money saved impact on global trade if the canal were inaccessible. So, so obviously the first one would be the diversion of routes. The second one would be increased costs. Then it would be supply chain disruptions. Economic impact countries and ports that rely heavily on trade through the canal would suffer economically. Potential price increases to you and I, we would be paying more. The increased cost of shipping goods could lead to higher prices for consumers around the world, especially for products heavily reliant on these shipping routes. So what are some of the products? Let's take a look. Top 10 U.S. imports. Number one, printers, $14 billion of printers. Then it's TVs, then car parts and sweaters, furniture, video games, pills, computers, toys, shoes. And if you look at the top 10 U.S. imports purely by weight, furniture, 4 million metric tons. Then it's bananas, artwork, car parts, coal, beer, oil, tires, seeds, tiles. And by the way, how long can bananas sit there? Think about it. You think banana can sit there for three weeks? You ever have banana at the kitchen? You leave it there for three weeks? What happens to it? Imagine we're talking 2.8 metric tons of banana sitting there for 21 days. Now watch the exports, what this looks like. We're shipping it out. Top 10 exports by value. Number one is cars, plastic, construction machinery, car parts, cotton, scrap metal, nuts, pork, 
wood pulp, lab equipment, and if you look at it by weight, number one is scrap paper, scrap metal, wood pulp, plastic, hay, fresh paper, cotton, sugar, soybeans, chicken. This is catastrophic if this goes from taking five and a half days to six and a half days to 18 to 21 days. So by the way, you may be saying, Pat, I got 17 different problems I'm dealing with right now. You want me to be thinking about the Panama Canal? Why should this matter to me? Why should I learn more about this? Because do you remember what happened to the Suez Canal when that one ship was stuck? And every minute of the day, we were watching the news showing us about this one ship in Suez Canal and why you and I should be worried about it and how everybody was talking about it, that's why that case study is preparing us for that not to happen with Panama Canal. On March 23rd, the Ever Given Ship, a container ship, ran aground in the Suez Canal, blocking one of the world's busiest shipping lanes. The ship was en route from China to Netherlands when it ran aground in a strong windstorm. It took six days to free the ship. During the time, an estimated 400 ships were delayed. The blockage caused an estimated $9.6 billion in losses to global trade. To tell you crazier stats about this, how much do you think the blockage of the Suez Canal cost losses per hour? 10 million an hour? 100 million an hour? How about 400 million dollars an hour? The blockage delayed the delivery of essential goods such as food, medicine, and fuel, and it also caused a spike in the price of oil and other commodities. It also highlighted the vulnerability of global economy to disruptions in shipping. What this incident of ever given in Suez Canal taught the world a number of lessons about shipping and logistics, including the global economy is highly dependent on shipping. Shipping disruptions can have a significant impact on the global economy. There's a need for increased investment in alternative shipping routes. There's a need for better risk management in shipping. There's a need for better communication and cooperation between shipping companies and governments. And by the way, just like the Panama Canal was revolutionary, so was the Suez Canal. Here's why. The Suez Canal is a man-made sea level waterway between the Mediterranean Sea and the Red Sea. It connects the Indian Ocean with the Atlantic Ocean through the Red Sea and Mediterranean Sea respectively and provides the shortest sea link between Europe and Asia. If you look at this map, you'll notice you can either go from Mumbai to London all the way around south through Africa or you can go through the Suez Canal straight shot to London and save yourself 50% of the route. It was built over 10 years in the mid-19th century. The canal officially opened up November 17 of 1869. Originally constructed without locks, the canal was converted to a lock system in 1980, roughly 110 years later, the Suez Canal is one of the world's most strategically important waterways and is vital to global trade. The canal is also a major source of revenue for Egypt, which operates and maintains it. So now this is a lot of problems we're talking about. Is there any solution? Are they making any kind of progress? What's going to be happening? You don't want to be affected by this. Here's a good news. When you think about this, capitalism always works. The Panama Canal makes Panama roughly $2 billion per year in profits. If they do this expansion of the $5.25 billion, they're going to make another billion dollars. Now, it's going to take five years for them to build this. So Panama may say, well, we don't want to use the money right now to put $5.25 billion. Another country may say, you don't want to do it? No problem. I'll give you the money, but we got to own a piece of it as well, moving forward with the profits. Then Panama is going to say, no, 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 no. Then the world's going to say, well, then hurry up and do it because you kind of need us. We're the customer. Panama may say, well, then what are you going to do about it if I don't do it? It's going to cost you more anyway. So it's going to be a power play on companies can end up paying for it. It's kind of like relationships when a vendor and a company, the product producer and the marketer, they both need each other because the product's working very well. They have to figure out a way to make it work. But regardless, they got to move fast. The good news is just like the Panama Canal Authority is undertaking a $5.25 billion project to add a third set of locks to the canal, 
Suez Canal Authority is also taking $8.5 billion development project to widen and deepen the canal. This will also increase capacity and reduce shipping costs. On top of that, both the Panama Canal and the Suez Canal Authority are investing in new technologies to improve efficiency and safety. For example, the Panama Canal Authority is implementing an automated lock system and the Suez Canal Authority is installing new navigation aids. Both canal authorities are also working to reduce the environmental impact of their operations. For example, Panama Canal Authority is investing in water conservation and flood control measures, and the Suez Canal Authority is working to reduce pollution. Now, the best part about this is if Panama Canal doesn't have another competition, they can do whatever they want to do. The best part when there's another competition, they have to really accelerate and get going. And there's possibly another route through where Nicaragua. The Nicaragua Canal is a proposed canal that would connect the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic through Nicaragua. The canal is estimated to cost $50 billion to build and it would take 10 years to complete. So a lot of these issues that's being dealt right now, they have to figure out a way to address it. But if we got another option, it's going to make that better for you and I. So next time you're in your car or you're using something that we talk about out of these products, just make sure for a second, drop a prayer for the people in Panama who are doing what they do for us to be able to have the goods that we have because it's not easy to do what they're doing. They're very important. Anyways, if you got value out of this video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. And number two, if you didn't watch the video we did about hospitals and the healthcare system, why it's so expensive, why they almost have a monopoly. If you've not seen that yet, click here to watch it. The numbers are staggering. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.